A saga for the ages has ended. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker completed a run 42 years in the making. Star Wars, the sci-fi epic about a farm boy trying to bring balance to the galaxy, spawned novels, artwork, TV shows, and tons of fanfic since the original movie hit theaters. Now our journey has reached its end. I'm Austin Hall, and this is Nerdcraft Nation. Hall and I'll be your host for this episode and with me as always we have Jose Lopez. Hello. Brandon Kessely. Hey everybody. And Chris Walker. Well not as always but as many times as we can make it. So we're gonna start with you Chris. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. What are your thoughts? Um, You know it looked great visually. It had scenic landscapes. It was very visual movie but I could not make heads or tails of it is is the most honest way to put it i i just don't know i was struggling going into this movie with whether or not i was just gonna have to be whelmed or know if i was gonna be underwhelmed and i wasn't really underwhelmed i didn't really expect much from this movie when i saw dad lando carlesian on there i was i immediately got excited and i was like they're not gonna just have him in there for this one scene and then bring him up later and not really do much with him and that's what happened but i could also <laughs> live with that a little bit because you know dad is a very busy man he's got his other children to look after but honestly i was just very disappointed by this movie either way one really nice thing that i liked about the last jedi was that they just went and said hey ray you know you're related to nobody in this universe but then hey jj you want to just go and retcon this and if you know me you know i hate a goddamn retcon i hate it when the x-men do it i hate it when the dc universe does it so i was not really for her somehow becoming palpatine's granddaughter overall i i thought this movie was not that great i thought it was a very disappointing end to this the fight scenes were were pretty awesome though i will give them that. but the red herrings that they had weren't really red herrings because you knew that they weren't real from the jump so oh yeah yeah it was just blah meh but yeah no this movie just this movie was not the fun kind of butt cheeks that everybody talks about on the internet they this was the bad kind of butt cheeks that you don't like to see brandon how about you let me start let me start with what i liked about this movie because i have a lot to say otherwise the good i really appreciated the action in this movie i thought the fight scenes the duels the dog fights i thought those were actually really well executed very very fun to look at and like chris said earlier the visually stunning jj abrams delivered lens flare and all disney checks cut different yeah, Disney checks definitely cut different. So, Ray, I enjoyed her struggle with the dark side. I did like her reaction to everything, though. I thought that Daisy Ridley sold it well. I thought that that story with her grappling with it and grappling with her heritage was very well played out. And she did a really good job selling it and telling that story and giving the emotion with that and seeing that she's just fighting with it and trying to run and all that stuff. I enjoyed that part. I like her using her staff to build the lightsaber, something that 
folks have been calling forever, especially you, Austin, who have been calling um, about her using making a saber staff and becoming like like Basila from Knights of the Old Republic. Now we have a canon yellow lightsaber in the movies, not just in the Clone Wars and Rebels or in you know video games. We have it in the movies now. Finally, I like what they did with Ben. Actually, there there's gonna be some stuff that obviously we don't like, but I thought you know I, I gotta give it up. Round of applause for Adam Driver. Like this guy. This guy sold the hell out of this character and really carried this trilogy. And the way that he differentiates between being Kylo Ren and being Ben Solo is remarkable. The way from his mannerisms to his tone of voice. Like you can also see the 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 little moments where he's just like Han Solo, where like there's a part when he's addressing some of the other members of the First Order, and like Hux is talking, and then he just turns around and does that finger point that Han does to to C-3PO. Usually, he does the same thing, and it's just like really well done. But also when he's finally back to being Ben, and he's on his way to go to go meet Ray, and he, there's this point where he like jumps off, and he has this little owl moment, which is of course is you know gets a chuckle. But also that moment when Ray teleports in the lightsaber and then he like shrugs to the Knights of Ren before he kills them all. Because, of course, that's all they're really ever going to be in the movie for. But that's a different story. Lando Calrissian. We're always happy to see Lando Calrissian. We're always happy to see Billy D. Williams. And we always need Billy D. Williams in our lives. No complaints there. Han Solo. I believe that they did a good job of hiding Harrison Ford. But you can always sneak in Harrison Ford when Ian McDiarmid is taking all the hype. Looking back, I wish I put that on my predictions list. Yeah. yeah, I did not see Han Solo coming at all. I was like, Harrison Ford, what are you doing? You got yeah. out. Like, what, what? You wanted out. What yeah. are you doing back? That scene sold me. It sold me on I that. Mean, Luke versus Leia. This is actually something that I got spoiled about on Reddit. And while it didn't happen in the, in the place of the movie that the Reddit thing seemed to suggest, but the Luke versus Leia scene, I actually enjoyed that. I kind of wish it was longer. And I kind of wish it was in the spot where the Reddit thing seemed to suggest. But we had all also been kind of calling that Leia was had been trained before, and it just kind of it just kind of tracked with her Force usage this whole trilogy, and even back from Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, she's been using the Force for a while in the movies, and it, it was nice to see that come to a head. Even if you know they kind of went back on their word and said like, yeah, we're not going to use any CGI to you know redo you know young Carrie Fisher. No, why would we ever do that? That's a different story. Ray connecting with the other Jedi. Probably the one moment in the movie that I just unequivocally loved. We got a long list of cameos, including some from the cartoons that did not expect until I saw the list. So we got Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Frank Oz as Yoda, Ewan McGregor as young Obi-Wan, Sir Alec Guinness as old Obi-Wan, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn, Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, Jennifer Hale as Ayla Sakura, and Olivia Dabo as Luminara Unduli. Now, I'm sure folks are just going to be confused as to who the hell Ayla Sakura and Luminara Unduli are if you haven't really seen anything outside of the movies, and I don't blame you for asking because they don't have any speaking roles, but there you go. But I did like this, that it had this culmination of everyone kind of showing their support from beyond the grave it wasn't it was similar to i want to say like an avatar moment where like ang oh, yeah. where ang and Korra would be communing with the previous avatars where so ray is yeah, communing with the previous yeah, jedi definitely reminded me of that yeah also and, freddie uh, yeah. prince jr yeah 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 freddie prince jr is kanan jarris as well yes he was yeah, there some respect on his name my apologies kanan jarris yeah I, I i did like that i i enjoyed that scene i'm gonna throw my speculation hat out for later and finally, Luke. 
say what we will about Luke's arc throughout this trilogy. I, I, and you know, say what we will about the retcons and the pissing contest between Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams. I think that the, one of the few things that may have quote unquote been a retcon, and I'm saying that in, in quotation marks here, was Luke admitting that he was wrong to run away. And the main reason that I say that this quote unquote retcon makes sense to me is because Luke came to that determination in The Last Jedi to begin with. So now that he's come to realize that everything that he did was out of fear and he sees Rey going down that same path, he's able to tell her, say, hey, look, don't emulate me. I was a dumbass. I was wrong. I was afraid. But the Jedi's destiny is to face fear. And I really appreciated that moment where I felt that it simultaneously gave Mark Hamill what he wanted while still respecting the previous film. So that's what I liked about the movie. (laughs) Well, while Brandon recovers, uh, Jose, (laughs) what is your uh, take? For me, I was just laughing my ass off this entire goddamn movie. Like, just to give you like a quick glimpse of how force sensitive I am, you guys. Like, you will not believe this shit. Right before we saw this movie, Siobhan and I had dinner talking about like what we thought was going to happen. And one of the things that came up was like, okay, how Palpatine was going to relate to Rey or something. Like, I was really hoping, Austin, for your theory of the like Rey being a Palpatine clone. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really hope they, they go with that instead of making her like a Kenobi, Obi-Wan's daughter, or Palpatine. Palpatine's granddaughter or, or Han and Leia's secret kid. And then when that moment hit in the movie, when that happens, like, oh, he's your grandfather. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> and I just started laughing. It was like, oh, I fucking called this shit. And I didn't want it to be real. Why did it have to be real? God damn it. It was so contrived. Like, I think the biggest issue for me in this movie was just like, I think Palpatine's the center of the storm. Everything involving Palpatine in this movie was like what made it. Just like, ugh. honestly, kind of laying everybody involved with this trilogy. The yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, JJ, even Ryan Johnson, they did not plan this shit together. They, the left nope. hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. So it seemed like JJ wanted to use Snoke for like the redemption arc for Kylo Ren. And, but then, like, when Ryan killed him off, he's like, oh shit, what, uh, uh, what do we have left? Uh, 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 Palpatine, 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 Palpatine. Well, yeah, let's just bring him in. Because why the fuck? But you guys, and he's how- dead. No, we have the technology. Yeah. At least I like that that, at least a, that's a minor way to like resolve some fanboy theories. Like, oh, where did Snow come from? Here, oh, he's in a vat with the clones. He's a, a failed Palpatine. Okay, moving on. That's all we needed to know about Snow. But like how Palpatine came back? Is he a zombie? Did he survive? Is he a clone? Uh, who the fuck knows? They didn't really explain it that well. The breakneck pacing was just... Ugh, unbelievable like i kind of feel like maybe a f- the four hour cut of this movie might have been easier to like digest and maybe maybe they just need to do an episode 10 and split this movie in two maybe that's Thank what you. needs to happen just uh, like i oh we have to make this a trilogy but also like okay and in some ways i kind of see why jj was did the things he did because okay they made general hugs a giant pussy in the last movie everybody was throwing him around choking him out mobbing the floor with him it's like oh shit what i do well I'm going to bring in another general, just kill off Hux real quick, and he's going to be the more fearsome general that, like, connects with the first order, the final order, whatever. But then, yeah, it was just all a bunch of, like, things that were set up in Force Awakens, like the Knights of Ren, which I fucking called that they were only going to be in this movie for, like, ten goddamn minutes. I told you from the jump. As soon as this trailer hit, you didn't want to believe it. was like, no, no, no. But no, I fucking told you. These motherfuckers are going to show up in the movie real quick, die, and then peace out. Yeah, I remember the full discussion in our group chat, and, yeah. I, and I just kept nodding my head going, 
That sounds about right. That t- that just seems right somehow. Yeah, Jose, you yeah. call Jose, you call you call it from like April. Exactly. <laughs> you call it from like April. Shit. That's like, I know. Funny. I know, JJ. But I'll put this out here. Everything that Jose points out is all the reasons why this movie kind of doesn't work because it's a lot of stuff that they keep pointing out. Yeah. So it turns into a maybe a less is more trick to making this movie better. Yeah. It was right that they just kept pointing because I was thinking like, okay, what would JJ do? Like he would refer to things he set up in Force Awakens, since he he knows about the mixed reception to Last Jedi. Probably gonna make it more fan accessible, I guess. So that's why Luke feels a little different in this movie than he did in Last Jedi. So make it, like in this movie, Luke felt more like how he was at the end of Return of the Jedi, which also pisses me off about the whole trilogy as a whole. Like like by the end of this movie, like we're right back where we were at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yep. Like, what's different? Nothing's changed. It's like, oh, okay, we just took down the Empire. Now we just took down the First Order. Same fucking shit. There's no difference. If I skip these three movies, it's like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't miss out on much. Just another Empire, another Resistance, and they fight, and they win. Yeah, and all our heroes it. dying. Yeah. And this one, okay, all the original Luke, Han, and Leia died, and then the main core three heroes live on. So that's at least the same. Yeah, I think the only thing that seemed to carry through, like Brandon pointed out, was Kylo Ren's art. That was the thing that, like consistent across the three movies everything else just kept like kept getting either retcon switched around ignored one part and then brought up in the next one like yeah knights of ren they completely absent from last jedi so we're like oh shit i set these guys up so now i gotta put them in this movie somehow and just shoehorn them in there apparently rose tico would have had more scenes but they were all with leia and then she passed away they cut all those scenes which seems like such a bullshit yeah bullshit excuse but excuse me it yeah it was obvious that JJ didn't know what to do with Rose Tico from the get-go. It's like, oh, okay, I wanted to focus on the core three, but then we got this other new character, so what do I do with her? Okay, I'm just going to give her, like, 90% of, like, Lieutenant Connick's line and call it a day. That's basically what happened. Like, okay, hey, uh, Billy Lord, you want to give your lines to her? Okay, cool, we're done. We're done here. And, yeah, with Leia, like Brandon said, she just felt so shoehorned into this movie. Like, oh, like, I'm sorry about Carrie Fisher's passing away, but... Yeah, they should have just come up with a better way to send her off. I kind of wish she had gotten blown up in the beginning of Last Jedi, and that what's how that's how we dealt with it. But yeah, given how things ended here, it really felt like the people just saying like random ass lines just to like fit in with Carrie's dialogue, and it, it you could feel it, and it was so cringy. Hashtag Raylo. Well, I saw it happen. It's like wait, they're gonna kiss, aren't they? Oh fuck, they're gonna they're gonna up. Oh, they kissed. Yep. I burst out laughing at that part. Oh, I did too. I was. Just, <laughs> You win this round. This trilogy has now had two awkward kisses throughout two two different movies. God damn it. <laughs> uh, why is this a staple of Star Wars now? At least when Empire did it, we didn't know that Luke and Leia were related. So we gotta have to also talk about the giant elf in the room, guys. Which is So Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter, so that means she is she's the daughter of Palpatine's son, which means that Palpatine's fuck you guys. Palpatine fucks. He or fucks somebody. Or Loophole. No chlorine's Vader. No no, 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 no. Loophole. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> Loophole. Also, also was right, but not direct, but, but, you know, but half right. Maybe she's the daughter of a Palpatine clone. Stop trying to make this make sense. That If he is a clone, then good. Thinking about it, like, Palpatine's son has to have been born around either the same time as Luke and Leia or a little bit afterwards. If Rey is technically 20 in this movie, even though the actress is 27, so that, yeah. And based on how young the actress playing her parents were, then, yeah, but, but Pal- Emperor Palpatine, not Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, yeah, Emperor. Emperor Palpatine fucked. Yeah, probably. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Going through Palpatine's greatest hits in the <laughs> <movie> is- 
Basically, that's what I felt like. Oh, like all the greatest hits and just all the fake out deaths. I knew it from the jump. Motherfucker, Chewie's not dead. Fuck you guys. I'm not buying this bullshit. I didn't shed a goddamn tear because I knew this was bullshit and I was right. It didn't make any goddamn sense how Chewie was in some other random spaceship that we never saw, but he was he was alive and I fucking knew. It's like no, JJ. I've learned my lesson from Star Trek Into Darkness. You now that's what I it. call the Sith. <laughs> by Palpatine with all his greatest hits. It's like the robot chicken version, but like made real. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Kylo Ren just got his mask back, so now he's dead. So fuck him. I'm going to put my mask back on. Because that's why JJ also like my mask. Shut up, you guys. God, Pretty sure like the Han Solo scene, it might have been intended for Leia. I think yeah, it was. About it, like, maybe. Yeah, okay. Cause that, and then maybe that's how they also roped Harrison Ford to come back. Like, hey, we have this scene that like was meant for Carrie, but. Do you mind stepping in? It's like, how much are you paying? Like, all right, all right, kid, you sold it. Horus, he goes just background character. Jaina, like, I feel like Finn would have had a more interesting storyline. I feel like his storyline would have been more interesting redeeming other stormtroopers that was set up here. If we had seen more of that carried through, then maybe that would have been more interesting. But at least, because at least I found that this more interesting than his arc in Canto by just running around doing errands. Overall, just to end things, yeah, this felt just so black. Oh, okay. This doesn't feel like a conclusion to the saga. This just feels like they wrapped up these three stories, and now we're back to where we were in Return of the Jedi. It kind of makes me like this and Last Jedi less because they cancel each other out. It's like, okay, you guys did not coordinate. So basically, what you set up in your movie is negated by this movie. So I guess, like, like I feel like Force Awakens is now my favorite out of these three by default. <laughs> <laughs> Because at least the things that up in that movie carry on to the best one, at least. But, like, everything in Last Jedi kind of canceled out. So I was like, well, what's the fucking point, you guys? What? Oh, okay, money. Money was the point. I get it. But... <sighs> I mean, Star Wars is not a money, an easy money grab. You have to deal with the online haters after a while. Ain't yeah. that the truth? You gotta be willing. Disney willing. learned that the hard way. Yeah, so did Kevin Marie Tran. God bless her. <laughs> All right. All right, Austin, I'll leave it to you now. I'm going to start with a disclaimer, I guess. No matter what happened in this movie, I don't think the vast majority of Star Wars fans would have been too pleased. Everyone has their own fan fiction in their head, and there's no possible way that they could have made everyone that loves Star Wars love this movie. So they had a very steep task ahead of them. They had to wrap up uh, a movie with two pretty good Star Wars movies that left a lot of questions that needed to be answered, coupled with the fact that unfortunately Carrie Fisher passed away. That being said, they failed with what they wanted to do. The movie wasn't necessarily bad because it technically made sense kind of if you don't think about it too much there was a beginning middle and end there was somewhat of a coherent story there was somewhat of uh, character arcs but beyond that it is a collage of different vignettes that they tried to put into one movie and it didn't work there weren't really any memorable scenes that i can think of even the scenes that I thought of I might want to revisit. I was like, eh, I don't know. Whereas the first two, there were five to seven scenes in each movie where I was pretty excited to see again. This whole week, I've had uh, plenty of time to watch it again, and I decided against it for that very reason. I will watch the movie again, but it doesn't look like anytime soon. The other thing was everything that I was afraid was going to happen, such as... Ray becoming uh, a Palpatine or 
Kylo Ren becoming Ben Solo at the last second. That happened. Everything that I wanted to happen uh, didn't happen, and that shows up in my predictions that we'll get to in the next segment. But Disney as a conglomerate really messed up because they should have had a Kevin Feige character in there who knew the basic outline of what the story was going to be from the first movie to the last movie. Instead, they had J.J. Abrams saying, I'm just going to make this one movie called New Hope Volume 2. And then they had Rian Johnson take over in a pivotal movie in any trilogy. And he came in and understandably so came up with his own vision. And in my personal opinion, put Star Wars in a very fun and interesting and exciting new future. But then J.J. Abrams came back and clearly wasn't satisfied with any of Rian Johnson's choices and tried to retcon as much as he could and try to get it to the story that he wanted as much as possible. And it just didn't work. If you had, again, a Kevin Feige where you said, all right, well, this is going to lead to this and then this is going to lead to this and this is where the payoff happens, that would have been fine. In fact, I would argue that if either Rian Johnson helmed all three movies or J.J. Abrams helmed all three movies, all of us here would have enjoyed the trilogy a lot more than we did. Instead, they chose the option of we'll take it one step at a time and hope for the best. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yes, absolutely. Yep. They have this this uh, Lucasfilm story group that doesn't seem to do much of that, at least for the movies. And the movies are like the main canon, and everything else kind of revolves around that. Austin, I, I agree with what you said, and it's really unfortunate because they have several people who are more than capable of being that Kevin Feige-esque character. They have a lot of people from Dave Filoni to John Favreau to George Lucas. Unfortunately, George Lucas was pissed off, so he kind of bounced and then just came back reluctantly over time. But say what we want about, you know, George Lucas as a director. In terms of, I mean, he created this universe. He is, at the very least, even if we don't like all the ideas that he came up with, he has a, a, he has a vision and he at least knows how to put together a trilogy. The bottom line is this. They put out a movie that was as safe, I guess, as they possibly could. And they basically played scared and they still lost. The movie is still hotly contested. Some people love it. A lot of people hate it. And it gets more or less the same or similar reactions that The Last Jedi got. So you were playing scared. You wanted to play it easy. You wanted to give fan service. And you still failed. What does that tell you? That tells you that you can't make a story based on fear. You can make a story based on what you think works. You're the director. Make a movie. That was frustrating. That being said, if you would talk to me about this a year ago, I would have been devastated. But we just saw a culmination of 10 years of the MCU ending with Endgame in what I felt was the perfect way. So I already had that wish fulfillment. I didn't need it from Star Wars anymore. But they certainly didn't deliver anything that memorable. The thing that made my heart drop was when Kylo Ren was standing on the dismantled Death Star and I heard, hey kid, I thought that was going to be Anakin Skywalker played by Hayden Christensen. I was extremely excited for that. That was the scene that I wanted more than anything else. I wanted it so bad. And when it turns out it's Han, I was incredibly disappointed because again, instead of taking a risk and bringing in Hayden Christensen, they played it safe and for me it's a less memorable and less interesting scene 
The one thing that I did like was I liked the flashback between Luke and Leia. Um, I felt Luke looked really cool and realistic, Leia not so much, but I still liked it. There were a lot of really boring parts in the movie, like when uh, C-3PO has the location of the Sith world, and he, he was programmed not to speak Sith, so they had to go through a whole thing of reprogramming Bible Freak. Bible Freak. Side mission. Yeah. Side the side quest. Mission. The side quest movie. That was movie. like a half hour, and it could have been... Fixed in five minutes. Hey, hey. In ten minutes. I kept watching and being like, can you just wrap this up, please? Honestly. Another thing that they did was instead of making Poe and Finn a couple, which they should have done and could have been really pushing the boundaries and making annoying homophobes upset, which is always a fun time, they decided for a cut of... A kiss between two women, one named, one unnamed, which would have been great if they actually, first of all, allowed Finn and Poe to be a couple, because that would have been a greater risk. And secondly, if they had developed that in any way. It feels like a cheap uh, virtue signaling flash, where... If you're a homophobe, you can forget about it. And if you're not a homophobe, you can just say, well, I guess technically they had it, so maybe they're woke now. But you don't get any points in my mind. Which brings me back to my point of, you played it scared, you still lost. What does that tell you? That they're not Jedi yet. No, the hard are. thing to do is do or do the not. There is no do. try. Yeah. That being said, I'll watch it again. I'll probably enjoy it more and more as time goes on. And I think that there is something poignant about the last movie in the Skywalker saga being something that divides the fan base. Because is it really Star Wars if you haven't divided the fan base? <laughs> Apparently not. I rest my case. <laughs> so, before we get into predictions, I want to go around the room and... Get people's rating of the movie on a scale of 1 to 10. Let's start with Chris. 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. My hot take will make a lot more sense later with it. (laughs) Brandon, how about you? 6 out of 10. The critics were right. 6 out of 10. Jose? I'm going to also go with a 6. 6 out of 10. Okay, I'm going to go with a 6.5 out of 10. Because even though it wasn't a very good movie, it's somewhat fine when you think about the prequels. So, on to predictions. Each one of us did a number of predictions. And let's go around the room and start with Chris. Chris, why don't you read off your predictions and tell us what was correct and what wasn't. So, effectively, I went with... This movie isn't going to be a retread of Return of the Jedi, but there are definitely going to be minute elements of Return of the Jedi. My father, Lando, is going to be in there, of course. The cool is going to be back. But uh, I expected a big convoluted mission of sorts to start the movie and kind of got that. Yeah. Well, it was very convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a mission. So, hey. Yeah. We'll give it. Hey, hey. I'll I'll take half a point where I can get it. A bunch of Star Destroyers that had a, a Death Star cannon on them. That's basically like a, like a second Death Star, but yeah. not You mean like a fourth star, Death Star so. at this point? I mean, they had a, fle- they had a fleet of Death Stars, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the whole crew is going to try and bring Kylo back to being Ben successfully. The whole crew didn't try, but, uh, you know, Ray did. Ray did, yeah. So, eh. 
Chewbacca and maybe Poe or Finn die. Fuck you. <laughs> um, Luke returns as a Force ghost to train Rey. He returned as a Force ghost. That that has to count yeah. for something. Rey yeah. is a Palpatine clone gone good, but dips into the dark side for a beat. Very Harry Potter, Voldemort Horcruxes of them, especially with the presence of a double lightsaber. I really thought this is something that actually has pissed me off about this trilogy, especially with The Last Jedi and this recent movie, that we did not see Rey build a lightsaber or just make one up on her own until the end of this movie. And I thought, that's fucking trash. Yeah. And we are too obsessed with certain things. And I was gravely disappointed yeah. by it. Yeah, she should have started I with that. I really wanted her to have a double lightsaber because that would have looked awesome. And just like the one that they had her dark red yeah. have, that would have been dope. And I think that would have made this movie a lot better for the action scenes just because it would have been a different element that we would not have expected from a good guy in these movies. That said, Finn and Rose fall in love, which doesn't happen, or maybe it does. And Poe hates it, but is happy for them. And Bones, Zori, Yana, and Orlando. Because <laughs> you don't know. You don't yeah. know. Dad is probably down for it, by the way. Seems like Lando wanted to get it on with Jaina. Apparently, yeah. she's supposed to be his long-lost daughter. Oh, God. Which I also called, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. There's there's three black people all together in the universe. Yep. Two so of them have to be related. related. Two of them have to be related. But, yeah. Uh, I think I got basically, like, one, maybe two things right. Whatever, whatever you guys are willing to give me points for. Honestly, I was trying to go with what might be, what might happen, what might be JJ being lazy because JJ is lazy at times. So, you know, that's mainly what I was going with this. I did not go full. I watched Lost like some people, but, you know, I really did think, however, that uh, Harrison Ford would be somehow involved with this movie as like a force clone or force ghost or something like that. So, but honestly, like sometimes predictions are just shooting, uh, yeah, shots in the dark, and you got to see where you can land, um, unless you're Jose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that force, force sensitive, that force sensitivity. Yeah. Brandon, how about you? So mine were kind of based on me rewatching the trilogy beforehand. One of the first things I said was Kylo Kylo Ren will be redeemed. Obviously, that's not too big of a stretch to predict. I mean, they keep talking about it in the Force Awakens and in the Last Jedi. You know, in Force Awakens, Leia kept saying like she's like, "Oh, there's still light in him." And in, in Luke, in, in Last Jedi, he's after she's saying that, oh, my son's gone, he's like, no one's ever really gone. So that was pretty easy to predict. Leia is training Rey. I think one of the things that I brought up in our, like, group chat was that because Luke was dead and because Rey, because of the footage and how they were handling Carrie Fisher, it just kind of seemed like the right path to go on, especially since we've already seen Leia's Force sensitivity in use in this trilogy twice already. And the relationship that she seems to have with Rey already, it just would make sense if she ended up training her. I think part of me coming to think about her being trained as a Jedi was me accidentally finding that leak of the scene with her and Luke. But even so, it, it's, it's not a far stretch to think that she had been trained because otherwise she wouldn't have been able to use her abilities so, so um, effortlessly throughout this trilogy. Leia gave Maz Kanara the lightsaber. I'm standing by this, but it didn't get addressed in the movie, so whatever. Palpatine is a Horcrux paradox. I'm kind of sad that that wasn't the case. Or at I the very really least, at the very least, like, I felt like Palpatine could have easily just been a holocron in that rather than Ben bowing to Palpatine, he was instead trying to actually declare himself a Sith Lord. 
I felt like that could have made a little more sense. But like, you know, if they weren't going to go Horcrux, at least do Holocron instead of inventing the Sith Wayfinder, which is really stupid because they already had Holocrons, which do the exact same thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Horcrux thing didn't work out. My reasoning for that prediction was the way that was one, it's Palpatine as a master planner. And two, the fact that the First Order already worships the Empire as an Imperial remnant and they already worship you know, Ben and the Knights of Ren basically worship the Sith anyways. Finn and Poe are force sensitive. I stand by this. Uh, Finn, we already know, technically was confirmed. He was confirmed outside of the movie. I think that that's what he was trying to tell Ray, which again, I believe was confirmed by JJ and John Boyega. Poe, I think that his piloting skills, whenever we see Jedi, I mean, Anakin, Luke, Ray, all fantastic pilots in the shit that Poe does, most characters who do that kind of stuff have been force sensitive and the stuff that he's doing with his as a pilot, the the level of aim and stuff that he has and the tricks that he does, it just would make more sense if he has force sensitivity. Poe is like spinning around and like hitting in like hitting bullseyes with a giant with like a starfighter and specifically shooting around people on the ground, shooting the inside of the base and then like coming out and all the weird tricks and stuff that he does. It's really flashy and it's not something that people do without the force in Star Wars. That and the fact that, you know, in one of the comics, uh, his mom went on a mission with Luke after the Battle of Endor and recovered a Force-sensitive tree that Luke, like, gave to them as a gift before they ended up having Poe. And I think he grew up around that. But that's Whoa. but that's different. <laughs> I predicted that the Mortis arc of Clone Wars may be important. My reasoning was not correct, but I think my prediction was a little bit uh, my reasoning originally was that Ray was supposed to be the light side avatar, and I guess in some ways she was. Um, and I thought that Kylo Ren was the dark, but it turns out that Palpatine was. But there's another thing that happened in the Mortis arc where that actually ended up happening in this movie, as well as something that we saw in Mandalorian, the Force healing thing and the, the whole resurrection bit. In the Mortis arc of Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tano is corrupted by the dark side of the the sun, who is the dark side avatar, and is used against Anakin and Obi-Wan, and, eventually, and then eventually gets killed. And in an act of sacrifice, the daughter gives her life force to resurrect Ahsoka, which is exactly what Ben ends up doing for Rey. So, I don't know. So yeah, my reasoning wasn't, wasn't correct, but I think the prediction was a little bit, I don't know. Rey will restart the Jedi Order and take on the, the name Skywalker. Taking on the name Skywalker, we all called it, incredibly obvious. Restarting the Jedi Order, unclear, given how the movie ends. And also the fact that the broom boy and all that led up to nothing. Anakin Skywalker cameos, I mean, voice cameo, still a cameo. And Rey is a virgin birth of the Force, you know, Anakin Skywalker 2.0. Uh, no, no she wasn't. We, As we all know, now she is a Palpatine. And that's it. Alright, Jose, tell us... About your glorious force powers. All right, put some respect on my name because I called all this goddamn movie. <laughs> Y'all out here thinking like, oh, I'm going to put some things that make sense for a Star Wars story. Nope, that's the wrong way of thinking. This is J.J.'s Abrams territory, son. He's going to put some shit that's entertaining but makes no goddamn sense. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Star Trek. I know how this shit rolls. Really yeah. Honestly, you guys, if there's anything that I've learned from watching this movie, it's that we should have all gone with What's the most JJ thing to happen? Exactly. Oh, yeah, he's going to retcon the entire movie away from Last Jedi. Yep, because he's like, well, I like my mystery boxes. Ryan Johnson did not like any mystery boxes, so I'm just going to go back to my mystery boxes, you guys. Okay, so going through my list, Ray being a Palpatine clone slash being created by Palpatine. So, I mean, she was a descendant of Palpatine, but was not a Palpatine clone, which I was really hoping for, because I was rooting for that prediction that Austin had, like, oh, come on. 
please let her be a clone, not just like some random like blood related to somebody. Well, and then unfortunately that didn't. Well, happen. at least she wasn't a clone from Luke's hand that fell with the lightsaber. Yeah, she wasn't Luke with two U's. Uh, let's see. Leia will complete race training. So I, yeah, like Brandon also predicted that. Based on like that, the biggest hint to me was one of the trailers where we saw like okay, so we know Ray's running through the forest, and then we see Leia with a lightsaber also in what looks to be to be the same forest. And yes, it turned out to be true. And then Disney wouldn't have the walls to make a Finn and Poe a gay couple, which I knew from the jump because like this is Disney. They did they, they did the exact same shit with like Beauty and the yep. Beast, and you blink and you miss that moment where he's like dancing with a dude. That's it. That's how Disney rolls. They minimize all the gay stuff. They'll throw him like this tiny little LGBT crack at you. So that way it's like, hey, it's kind of there. But they, they, they can, so they can edit it out for the Chinese market and the international market. That's a lot more homophobic. Yep. If they announce it, it's not going to be major. Yep. And that's probably why I said, okay, they're probably going to pair up either Finn with Rose that we saw in the last movie. And in the trailers, I saw him with a lot of scenes with the new character, Jane. So like, oh, they're probably going to try to pair her up with him. It's like, oh, and yeah, that turned out to be true. Poe being in some romantic fast with uh, Zuri. Also call that shit motherfuckers. Because I was like, all right, well, who's Poe going to get now? Because like, well, Ray's with Kylo. I don't think they're going to pair Poe with Rose if Finn is with uh, Jaina. So who's left? This new Zuri character? Yeah, seems legit. And then Knights of Ren fucking called this shit from day one, son, that these motherfuckers wouldn't have. I threw that num- random number out there, like 10 minutes maybe. I was being generous with that. And even though, like, I knew these motherfuckers were a very limited screen time. There was no big major casting announcements for any of these guys. It's like, okay, they're going to be extras. Let's be real. They're basically going to be like the Red Guards in, like, Last Jedi. They're going to be there for one scene, get killed off, and then move on. They were supposed to be the- there in that scene, but J- ironically, Ryan didn't want to just kill them all unceremoniously. <laughs> oh, oh the irony shameful dark raving a vision of race she embraces the dark side i think there's also something we talked about a lot yeah like like it would have been really cool to like have ray turn evil in this movie was like they're not gonna may have their main hero who's been good for two movies all of a sudden turn evil in the last one so i was like you know what it is probably just gonna be a vision yeah Let's see. Finn and Jaina being Lando's kid. Apparently it was confirmed in the novelization that Jaina was Lando's kid, so. Ha-ha. Yeah, she's one of my sisters with one of Lando's random-ass kids. One of Rand- Lando's random-ass ladies. When is, yep. It was either going to be like her or related to Mace Windu somehow. Yep. Because <laughs> all the black people in Star Wars are related, yep. as we all know. Yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, either more characters from original trilogy will die or will do fake out deaths. I fucking knew fake out deaths were coming because J.J. fucking Abrams. He did this shit in Star Trek and a bunch of other stuff, so I knew fake out deaths were inevitable. So I knew, okay, they're probably going to do it with, like, the legacy characters, Leia, Lando, and Chewie. So they did a real death with Leia, fake out death with Chewie, and a kind of fake out death with 3PO getting his mind wiped and then getting it back. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And then the dagger scene in the trailer will relate back to how Papa Palpatine turns, which also proved to be true. Yeah. That was like the whole one of the things I hated about this movie too. That damn scavenger hunt. It's like, oh, we need to get this thing, and then we need to find that guy who knows how to use this thing. But wait, that guy's dead, so we need to find this other thing. Too many things. Just like course of two movies, it would have made more sense. Ugh, so cringy and unnecessary. Snoke being one of the Palpatine clone attempts. Motherfucking called it. Failed Palpatine clone attempt. And C-3PO getting his mind wiped. Like, I that one Reddit helped me out a little bit because I was like, okay, that, I saw what you were like predicting like with the C-3PO red eyes. Like, okay, is C-3PO going to turn evil? And I was like, or that he was going to have his memory wiped. So I was like, all right, memory wipe seems like the most likely answer. So, and that's what happened. And the Force Ghosts of Past Jedi... They did kind of help Kylo and Rey take them out. They didn't. I thought they were gonna appear like in a Avatar: Last End Airbender kind of way, with like they show up as Force Ghosts, but we just got to hear their voices. And I predicted all these motherfuckers showing up. 
Luke, Leia, Anakin, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Mace, the mo- bad motherfucking Windu, and a bunch of people I don't know from <laughs> <Batman> Clone Wars. <laughs> and then Mos Katana, I fucking knew they were not going to reveal how she found the lightsaber. I told Brandon from the jump since Force Awakens came out, they're not going to reveal this shit. It's like, oh, maybe in the sequels. Nope, they're going to reveal that shit in the comic. Yeah, two movies later. Yeah. Exactly. Let's see. I Yeah, Leia passing away and becoming a Force because I kind of, with the limited footage they have from Force Awakens, they probably won't have enough and then they'll have her become a Force Ghost, which did happen. Kylo Ren dying in a redemption arc also happened. I did not enjoy the way it happened because it seemed like such random bullshit. Like, uh, now I'm dead. But it happened. He's been redeemed. First Order destroyed at the end. I think we all kind of like, that was an easy one to predict also. We all kind of saw, okay, they're, they're gonna. T- it's the last movie in the trilogy. They're probably going to take down the bad guys now. And, oh, this is one of my favorites. Ray taking on the Skywalker last name as a homage to Luke. But I'm probably looking at Binary Sunset. I fucking threw that out as a joke. Like, oh, she's probably going to look like Binary Sunset, like Luke. But it fucking happened. And when that happened, I busted out laughing so hard. It was like, no fucking way. A Binary Sunset. Holy shit. I thought it was going to happen on, like, Jakku or something. It was like, oh, nope, it's on Tatooine. And it's literally fucking binary sunset holy shit yeah i actually when that part happened because of, because i've read through the predictions when that part happened i actually literally sat in my seat and said god damn it jose <laughs> and, so, and my, my sister was like what <laughs> serena's like what, what she's like what i was like he called this exact scene <laughs> uh, i they showed could... my friend nick after the movie and he literally said god damn <laughs> How's how's he know all this? I was like, yeah, like I know my JJ. Like I don't, I like a lot of the stuff. I actually enjoy a lot of Lawson. I found the Star Trek movies enjoyable, but I know he has a shtick. I know, like he has the same thing over and over again, and that kind of annoys me. So it's like I know what to expect from the man. Yeah, that's understandable. Had it been Ryan Johnson directing this movie, I would have, I I would have no idea what the hell to predict. That's true. So yeah, I think I'm only force sensitive with JJ Abrams because I know. Man, don't change. All right, Austin, I think it's time for your predictions. Here we go. Anakin Skywalker speaks with Kylo Ren. Sigh. Ray constructs a double lightsaber. That did not happen. Oh. Ray teaches new Jedi. We have no idea. Finn has a new character arc. I guess his new character arc is just yelling, Ray! <laughs> yeah. Carrie Russell's character, Zoe Bliss, turns on them. That would have been interesting. Nope. Ray kills Palpatine. That happened with the help of every Jedi ever. Rey and or Kylo are Pelpy clones. That didn't happen because Rey is a descendant of Palpatine, not a clone. Lando Calrissian blow, blows something up. I got that mm-hmm. one. General Leia and Luke Skywalker have one last goodbye. I didn't get that one. So I had just one Rey. So I based all of my predictions on what I wanted to happen. And since, as I said earlier, nothing that I want to happen happened. So I only got one out of nine. So going off of that, we've already discussed this a little bit, but let's do a round table of what we would have done differently. Who wants to talk about that? My biggest issue with this movie, which I kind of generally hinted at, but I didn't get into at all, was the amount of Leia in this movie. And Carrie Fisher is dead, but her ghost looms large in this movie, directly to the point where Kelly Marie Tran as Rose is not, kind of gets sidelined in this movie, and there are just all these weird little things that happen like that. What I really was wondering was, like, does anybody else think that this movie would have been better without Leia at all? Like, just no Leia in this movie, or just, like, very little Leia? 
and like you kill her off screen but we get like a real idea of what happened and maybe she comes back as a force ghost for like a hot beat and then she's just gone from the rest of the movie i think that would have helped yeah yeah i think very less screen time and like yeah her death maybe earlier on how to go about it is like how i'm trying to wrap my head on like how does it fit story-wise but i think she could have been killed off after ray like while ray and them were on the mission because obviously she died anyways quote-unquote while they were away but like when ray was going through the training everything that's literally her final goodbye she didn't really need to pop back into the movie i think it would have been interesting if the first scene was just the funeral for leia and that would have given maybe billy lord's character or rose tico or someone to become the new general and that could have solved a lot of character arc issues along with having a much fresher uh, look on the movie i mean it could have been even ray and then maybe ray had to go away and then second in command like maybe poe and finn had to take over and they uh had their disagreements and then they basically reconciled and yeah. then they kiss instead of Ray and <laughs> God damn it you're really pushing this arc I, I'm so, well my a... thinking was actually that um actually I'm gonna borrow what you just said Austin that they could have had Leia's funeral in the beginning and we could have gotten an idea of like she died during a battle when they were trying to find a new home yeah. and we could have had the holocons we could have had like some sort of Jedi version of the holocron training Ray. Yeah. And then from there, we could have had the resistance, the rebellion, basically just kind of in disaccord, having leadership issues. But you see Rose le- leading in a very, like, not withdrawn, but in the shadows way. And then something draws her out of the shadows and forces her to be the real anchor and, like, have multiple generals, like, arguing and things like that throughout the movie. But then she does something, like, spectacular and shows real leadership and she demands and she basically takes the rightful leadership throne. She names Finn as, like, first lieutenant. And fundamentally from there, you have like a better arc for Kelly Marie Tran's character arc right there. Instead of just like making her look at maps for the entire time and be like, Finn, there's something I got to tell y'all. Like it would just, I don't know. I felt like that character and that actor deserved a lot better than what they got from at least the reaction wise from the fans after the last movie. And I honestly thought it would have made a stronger movie to include her more. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think it goes kind of back to what I would have done differently is kind of circling back to what I said at the beginning, like, bringing back Palpatine seems to be the eye of the storm. Him being in this movie, like, triggers a lot of things that I had issues with in this movie, like, the final order, something coming up out of nowhere, all this random quest to find this random Sith planet place, Sexagol, or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Uh, Ray also being a Pal- Palpatine descendant, like like everything, just like all the problems seem to root from Palpatine's involvement in this movie. And yeah, I don't know. It just feels like because they wanted to do a redemption arc for Kylo Ren, they were like, okay, well, we can't have him full go full bad guy, have him kill younglings, and then redeem in the same movie. So we kind of have to give them another big bad to fight in order to redeem Kylo somehow. Since Snoke died, they were like, we're going to just bring Palpatine back. And I just would have approached it different. Like, have Kylo's and Ren Redemption's arc play it out differently. Like, I think that's mainly the reason why they kept Leia alive in this movie. Was when she dies, that's kind of like when Kylo Ren is pushed back into being Ben Solo. That death kind of, like, triggered it. It triggered that Han Solo memory. 
in his head and then I'm kind of and if you notice the scar on his face is gone once he becomes Ben Solo again oh yeah mm-hmm. so that's why how he makes that transition from Kylo Ren to Ben Solo again I feel like that's why they kept Leia alive for so long in this movie just like they could have that one scene it was just weird how it played out that she just bam, and then dies that's I feel like that's why I've had issues with in this movie like when legacy character dies like in Force Awakens I felt it when Han died like I I saw it coming from a mile away but it's still like when Kylo Ren turned on the lightsaber it hit me it's like oh shit he killed Han Solo but then in like the less of Luke and Leia like at the end of like Last Shadow I was like wait what oh, oh he's dead oh oh okay all right I guess he's dead now and then same thing in this one was like wait wait why does that make her die oh I guess she's dead now. Oh, okay, that's how that happened. So it didn't hit me in the feels the way it should have for me with those characters yeah. that's happening. It's just like, oh, okay, this is random. What I did like, however, was Chewie's reaction to Leia's death. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that was like, that That hit me in the feels. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that was his last friend alive, and now she's the last one to die. He's the only one that's not a droid that's living from the original crew. So hit him in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all he did with Lando was steal a ship off the guy. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, as to what I would do differently, um, yeah, I don't like the scavenger hunt part of it. I would just make it a straightforward line. And like I said, break it up into two movies if you really needed to. It might have flown better, these three movies, if we had gotten just like the Kylo Ren and Rey scenes from Last Jedi. And then like, I would have loved to see more Finn and Poe adventures. Unless, like, have that carry out from this movie, from Last Jedi to this movie, and I feel like it would have made more sense. All right. So, for me, I feel like we don't, one, I, I definitely don't like the whole Palpatine angle that they took. And I agree with you, Jose, in that he just really weighed heavy on this. And also, I agree with you, Chris, in that Carrie Fisher as Leia weighed heavy on this movie. I don't know if I would have started with the funeral. I think I would have kept the training, or maybe that could have been a flashback. If they were to do something like a funeral, but I don't know if, if, if I would have had them actually have the funeral or not. Leia is a difficult piece because I understood that Colin Trevorrow was a real was originally also seeking to really have Leia be the catalyst for Ben Solo's redemption. I remember that was a big a rumor back before he was eventually let go and then JJ came back. Was that Carrie Fisher's death really put a, a, a wrench in his plans for writing the film and dealing with the character? Obviously, he also didn't have Palpatine in there, and so I was definitely interested in that. What I would have done differently, however, one, fuck this wave, this wayfinder nonsense, and fuck Palpatine being actually fully revived. Have it just be a holocron and go from there. If you really want to do this scavenger hunt nonsense, have a Sith holocron make sense, and that way you can still have him tempted to be to become a Sith and you know complete his training and do what his grandfather could not and what Snoke could not and things like that, where he becomes a Sith and you have Palpatine technically there, but he's not actually manifested, and so you have this the you you continue uh, Kylo Ren's lust for power that he that ha- had been going on in this in this trilogy. Sure, he had been feeling that conflict, but he was also had that lust for power, and when he had finally you know let the past die, kill it if you have to, when he kills. Snoke, and he kills his father and then luke is gone he's just like yeah the past is almost all gone and his power is almost consolidated and then him become him attempting to become a sith lord would have been his final quest for power and especially if we go with that route that they had where the sith sith masters are essentially avatars of the of all the previous sith he becomes a, if he tries to become a sith lord he gains all of that power including palpatine's and then he becomes even more formidable than he already was and now you have ray having to face this challenge where 
one, Kylo Ren was already difficult for her to defeat in the first place, even if she did it. But now he's that much more powerful and it takes that much more for her to defeat him or even redeem him, if it's even possible. That presents a real challenge and it doesn't undermine the characters and they have to go through this. For th- Yeah, so that's what I would have done for that at the very least. With the resistance, again, not a huge fan of retconning things and, you know, adding on a bunch of new characters that are supposed to come up with this fake endgame moment. For all intents and purposes, Poe was already being set up to lead the resistance in Leia's stead. Kind of just give it up to Poe. Let him be the leader in the in her stead. I mean, I don't know why Maz Kanata is randomly there other than to explain Leia in the movie. Yeah, why is she? <laughs> she's just randomly there. To she, she, she's life. there to explain Leia. Literally, she's there to take Leia's yeah, life. Leia feels sad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She getting checks this year, but still. Yeah, I, I would have given it up to, to Poe. I know we want to see the gang go on their on their um adventures and stuff but the reality is that as much as they tried to shoehorn this new big three they were never a trio to begin with so it wouldn't have made sense for them to, it didn't make sense for them to suddenly do it in this movie they weren't friends they were yeah the, the yeah the real adventure was ray and finn poe was was supposed to die in force awakens and then he showed back up because jj abrams didn't want to waste oscar isaac and also oscar isaac i think begged to stay alive which you know Props to him. But yeah, you don't need to shoehorn that. Poe was being set up to, to really learn what it means to be a leader. And instead, he goes back to flying, to flying, you know, dangerous missions and things like that. He learned the value, like everything that was that was set up in The Last Jedi for as much as divisiveness as there is. There were probably ways to actually respect it and still put a JJ twist on it or something like that and make it, you know, I guess more palatable for folks or, you know, just do something that works. Hey, you guys, you see all this growth that he might have? Fuck yeah. that shit, y'all. There Fuck we go. It felt shit. like everybody regressed in this movie. Like, I I know that Last Jedi was divisive in terms of the whole idea and lesson of consistent failure from everyone in the movie. But there's literal paths for growth for everyone in there, whether it's growth for the protagonist and for the antagonist. And one of those was, you know, Finn learning now to actually be a part of the rebellion rather than just try to get Rey and then bounce all over again. But yeah, him coming to his own and becoming like, you know, Commander Finn would be cool. Him and Rose running missions together would be cool. Poe being more of a mission control person and only going out into the field if absolutely necessary would be kind of would kind of be a logical progression. But yeah, there were ways to actually work with with what they had. And instead, they added new characters to just like, yeah, try and retcon the fuck out of things. And they didn't need to do that. So I would have just kind of tried to play things a little straight instead of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and then saying, Endgame, Star Wars! Because that's not it. We got plenty of ideas going around. For me, I wanted to see Rey train new Jedi. I wanted to see Rey construct her double-edged lightsaber. I wanted to see all of the Jedi from the past come back as Force ghosts. And uh, everything else, I just wanted a new Star Wars story. I didn't want yeah. the retread. And we got a, a milk and toast average movie yeah actually can can i add on to something that you just brought up sure. and i think chris brought up earlier as well with ray constructing the new lightsaber honestly they should have just had her use that the whole movie like yeah. luke yeah. did it in return of the I jedi like, to see like, that the whole when, yeah. when the when the when the, the lightsaber broke you don't duct tape it that's a huge metaphor for the movie like yeah, the <laughs> blue lights ever got fixed it's a honestly. metaphor for the movie it's like oh yeah we're just gonna duct tape it no don't fucking duct tape it she builds the new lightsaber anyways. Just let her use it for the whole movie. Yeah, oh, that would have like, that would have been really cool and also show a level of progression. Because now the lightsaber is yeah. just there for the sake of being there. Use the new lightsaber. 
You can sell no, toys from that too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, what I was gonna say is this movie grounds itself so much in like its past that its future is clouded by that judgment. Oh yeah. And it like doesn't need to do that whatsoever because it just cuts off money making moves and it just doesn't do anything with anything that it created in the past two movies, really, when you think yeah. about it. Like it just boxes itself down and like its legacy. And honestly, the legacy of Star Wars is kind of being inventive from other people's ideas, so that's not that surprising. Yeah. But I don't know. You when you get a chance to do something really good or do the right thing, and you don't take it, then you're just wasting people's time. And I don't feel that this movie was a complete waste of time, but I feel like there are certain parts of this movie that were just massive wastes waste of time. So as we wind down this conversation, let's talk about the legacy of Star Wars: the good, the bad, the ugly. This has been our movie saga that has spanned 42 years. We've seen comics, we've seen novels, we've seen TV shows, animated and live action. And let's go with me first. Uh, it started for me. I was sick home and there was an Oprah special on which was about the original trilogy coming into theaters. And she had on, I guess, Darth Vader and Chewbacca. And I was instantly in love with the idea of the movies. I eventually went and saw all three of the, the original trilogy movies multiple times on VHSs throughout my childhood. The prequels I liked at the beginning, not so much as I became a snooty teenager. And then when the sequel trilogies came out, I felt like I was a kid again. Even though this last movie wasn't the ending that I wanted, I don't think that would change. So, Brandon, what does Star Wars mean to you? When I was, I want to say, about five, I think I was five, my dad took me to see the original trilogy when they were doing the re-releases in preparation for The Phantom Menace. And I remember that I was super excited when I saw the first one, and it just ended up becoming tradition. He and I ended up to see seven out of the uh, now nine episodes together. I saw the original trilogy with him. I saw the prequel trilogy with him. I saw Force Awakens with him. I didn't get to see Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker with him. Kind of a consequence of growing up. But for me, Star Wars is... One, a bit of a representation of my relationship with my father and in some ways a lot of my friends, that I, friendships that I made growing up. It's also a bit of a point of, I guess, some level of philosophy for me. I mean, because I've been in love with the Star Wars universe and franchise for pretty much my entire life, I've got this huge emotional connection to it. And it's just permeated through every single medium possible from like you said austin from the movies to the tv shows to comics to books to video games sometimes even role-playing games i'm involved in a role-playing game with some friends right now for star wars it's taken up a lot of my fictional mental space it means a lot to me let me just put it that way well said chris how about you well, I don't have that kind of relationship with my father. May he rest in peace. But I I love Billy D. Williams. And my love of Billy D. Williams starts because of Star Wars, because he was the first black person I had ever seen in a science fiction movie like this. I don't like Star Trek. I just can't get into it. But Billy D. Williams was like the epitome of cool. So when I was a seven-year-old kid watching Return of the Jedi, he was the coolest fucking guy in the world to me. Like, I don't care if he, like, turns on them. He does it for his people. And then he comes back in the next movie and he's just like, hey, I'm still smooth like jazz, y'all. 
don't worry about me. Billy D. Williams has always just been one of the coolest guys in the world. I always make the joke that he's my dad because my dad was never really around, so I had to look up to somebody. Billy D. Williams is not a bad role model when you really think about it. Probably takes great care of his own children, so, you know. That's inherently my relationship with Star Wars. Like, I focus it mainly through Billy D. Williams, but I also really like Harrison Ford and everybody else. And I honestly, it's had me entranced ever since then. And yeah, uh, it's partially why me and Brandon are friends. When we really started becoming friends, we really went down like a deep Star Wars hole yeah. at one point through my friendship with him. So yeah, that that puts my inherent love of this movie series in frame. Even though I'm disappointed with this last movie and all, I thought that the sequel series was definitely better than the prequels, but I hate Jar Jar Binks. So, you know. That is what it is. Jose, how about you? I feel like I don't have any personal connections as, as much as you guys do, but yeah, it was basically Nelson who got me into Star Wars. Ah. Uh, of course it was. I remember, yeah, I think it was, what, seven or eight when we first went to see it, Phantom Menace in Venezuela. That was before it was 3D, but yeah, a lot of, th I don't remember much from that movie other than like, oh, Darth Maul looks cool, and I guess Jar Jar Binks has some fart jokes. Other than that, I couldn't have told you anything about anything when i just remember going from that movie to the store getting i think i got um one of the horse things that the gungans ride and i was always oh, looking for a darth maul toy and all they had left was jar jar binks toys <laughs> damn don't want this but yeah other than that like like it was a kind of like a tradition between me and nelson to watch we watched all the prequel movies together after episode one i saw attack of the clones with them i think it was a midnight showing and then I've been trying to find, had been trying to find the original trilogy on VHS and DVD for the longest time. Couldn't find them. And then they eventually came up with the special editions. And then the next morning I woke up, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go find these and buy these. And that's exactly what happened. Went out and bought the original trilogy on DVD. And that was before I knew that the special edition DVDs meant that they were altered from the original movie. Because like a lot of DVDs, they say special editions on the box, but it's the exact same movie that you've seen all along. Yeah. Like, I had all my Disney movies, like, oh, Aladdin, special edition, but it's this exact same movie I've seen since 1992. So, I was like, oh, okay. And then I was watching the original, this special edition of the original trilogy. I was like, wow, they had really good effects for 1977. Holy shit. But then when I started seeing, like, wait a minute, what? This doesn't make sense now. What's going on, you guys? What the fuck is going on? Like, oh, my God, they got the guy from Raring to the Sith. Eventually, I learned, like, oh, wait, no, they digitally altered these for the dvd release like oh okay this makes a lot more sense and yeah since then uh watched revenge of the sith watched the whole uh, saga come to a close and just kept on with a bunch of news of it and re-watching these movies on when it's on uh tv following like any other series that i watched like marvel dc and yeah enjoyed the movie so far and we've also all enjoyed The Mandalorian, so let's and talk the about that. This is the way. This is the way of Star Wars, you guys. This is the future of Star Wars. I certainly hope so. <laughs> it was eight episodes. I realized at the end that they probably did 42 minutes per episode around there, because that's yeah. more or less what you get on a network hour-long show. They really played up the sci-fi western the way that the original trilogy did. I liked it a lot because it was grounded, but it still had the force without it being cheesy. It wasn't used so much as a plot device as it was a part of the Star Wars world. And I really didn't think we were going to see Pedro Pascal's <laughs> face at the end, but we did. And I was like, wow, they really did it. And uh, hopefully we'll see even more fun stuff 
in that really cracked two. me up. Yeah. <laughs> a lesser show would have had that as a jump the shark moment. Not for the show. And the thing is, it was just his normal face. So I, I don't know if people yeah. were expecting him to have like scars or something or be weirdly deformed somewhere. But it was like, no, it's just Pedro Pascal's face. It's just his normal face. I thought he was going to have that Owen Wilson thing going on with the nose. <laughs> where it looks eternally broken, but it's not. It's just how it's set after it got broken once, you know. But you know, beggars can't be choosers and all that bullshit. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed Mandalorian. Partially because I really like that style that genre where like you know space westerns and, and things like that obviously you know star wars has those elements on top of the akira kurosawa samurai films i mean mm-hmm. but also like a lot of the anime that i watched has been like sci-fi and space westerns so like trigun Cowboy bebop outlaw star, outlaw star I, yeah. yeah i mean i caught on a firefly late but after i'd already seen all those anime that you know quite frankly came out before it but yeah, but like also, and Jose has said this a bunch of times, it reminded me of Samurai Jack. I really, you know, and I really loved mm. Samurai Jack and those old, uh, Genny Tartakovsky, <laughs> the old Clone Wars 2D animation cartoons that he did oh, as well. That's still my favorite yeah. Clone Wars. I mean, Wars. I like the 3D Clone Wars too, but the, those Jones hit hard because they were just, they were just so quick. So they just had to, to, to put what they could in like those five minute episodes and it worked. But yeah, Mandalorian's been good for me because it does something that they they haven't really had the balls to do outside of a couple of the uh, Star Wars story movies, and that's do something that doesn't focus on the Jedi and Sith narrative. Focusing on the Mandalorians and their culture and that religion aspect and the bounty hunting and the criminal underworld, great idea. That's a way to world build and focus on small scale storytelling serialized storytelling and really develop these characters and build out this timeline in a fresh way totally agree the, I've, I've loved the show more than the movies the last sequel trilogy like brandon said it builds up on the world building it doesn't like rely on like hey remember that thing from these old movies that you like so much it does its own thing uh you got a star of baby yoda that united yes. the fandom even people who weren't fans, like my dad is not a big Star Wars fan, but he loves the Mandalorian. He's like, oh, what's in? Yeah, it's usually like, oh, the the Mandarin show. It's like, you mean the Mandalorian? Yeah, that one. Whatever. <laughs> the put it on. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's United people who weren't big fans of Star Wars before. I've heard from many people who are like, n- no jack shit about Star Wars that yeah. love Baby Yoda. That just it's united people in such a fresh way that I feel like the original movies didn't back in the day. That I'm so glad that this show is doing so well. It, it's turning out to be like the Game of Thrones of Disney+. Plus. It's the big header show. But yeah, hopefully they can continue this path of this show because I've, I've really enjoyed it. I think I immediately loved the Samurai Jack aspect to it where it was like episodic. But it was like each quest was unique. They were doing something with it. But it was always relating to like this guy's mission. Like Samurai Jack was all about Jack getting back to the past to stop Aku. And this one is like, okay, Mandalorian protecting Baby Yoda, but then quests and things happen along the way. And I think we're going to get a lot more of those going forward in new seasons. We might finally learn Yoda's species, maybe a name of it, or maybe just who they are, or more of them besides Yoda and Yaddle. We might see more Jedi and legacy characters from the Skywalker (laughs) saga, as was hinted by one of the showrunners. Well, yeah, Luke is still around probably training Jedi at this point in yeah, show. because it's five years after Return of the Jedi and 25 yeah. years Force before. Um, yeah. 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 Or who knows? We might get other characters like Ahsoka. She might still be alive she is. or something. Yeah, so maybe we'll see her in live action. Who knows? Possibilities. Jesus Christ, seriously? Yeah. yeah. Possibilities there. never die. <laughs> well, I mean, inevitably, yes, but still. 
So yeah, I'm excited where they take the show forward. I think they announced a new character, which was like uh, one of the hog characters. The one that looked like a, a green pig from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gamorrean. Apparently there's going to be one of those species. Yeah, one of those is going to be a big character that Jon Favreau teased for season two. So with that in <laughs> mind, why don't we go to Hot Ooh. Take City? So my hot take is that I hate Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> it, does not, it does not have enough save spots. Uh, it doesn't have enough of those... Lifeline, stim canister things. <laughs> that's my point, though. I shouldn't have to. F- I shouldn't have to find for something that's essential to getting through the game. I shouldn't have to do a side quest. The best games that have side quests and main games are games where you can go straight through, or you can go wherever you want. I shouldn't have to go find them. So that's a, a huge issue i have another one the enemies are impossibly hard even on a fairly regular mode to the point where it's not fun i can play two hours of the game and have maybe five seconds of fun whereas the whole rest of the time i'm frustrated with the mechanics the character the things that he can't do not knowing where to go uh, having to replay the same bad guys over and over again the only reason i'm still playing it is because it's star wars <laughs> I hate the game, and i don't think i'm gonna love it a- anytime soon so that's my hot take uh, i guess i can drop some hot takes so for me i don't want an episode 10 i want to be done with a skywalk saga do something else love what they're doing with the TV shows and The Mandalorian. Excited to see what they do with Obi-Wan series. I want more of those, please. I'm so over any more Skywalker Saga entries. I just want other lore in the Star Wars universe besides fucking Skywalkers all the goddamn time. I think Watchmen Season 1 should be left at just that. I don't think I, I need a Season 2 for that. It's yes, like making a sequel yes. to Inception. Like, like oh, no, it ruins the ending. Take. The only way I could see them doing like another season is they focus on completely different characters, like just a different time, because based on how Watchmen Season 1 ended, I don't want another one. I'm good. This ending was good for me. Like, yeah. So yeah, and another hot take. Plan your goddamn yes. people. Like, don't yeah. fuck around making this random bullshit. Like, I think JJ just approached the first one like he did a TV show. Like, okay, like it works for a TV show where you, you don't know the answers to all your mysteries because it'll get explored in later seasons. But when you have a finite set of entries, like like it might have been better if, like, say, like Ryan Johnson's the first one and then JJ does two or three and then he can do all the mystery box set up and solving in his two <laughs> movies. But Ryan Johnson was clearly not a fan of that shit. He likes to do his own thing as evidenced by Last Jedi, Knives Out, Looper, he likes to have his own thing. He doesn't want to fuck around with anybody else's shit. He likes his own thing. So have a better plan of action. Yeah, I'll take it next and let let Mr. Walker take the ending. But yeah, for me, for me, I feel like this movie, just along with Game of Thrones season eight and Kingdom Hearts three, just show how well managed a franchise the MCU really has been. I mean, for such a short amount of time, you know, you know, Kingdom Hearts has been going on for like what 13, 14 years at this point. You know, Game of Thrones has been going on for about eight or nine years star wars has been going on for 42 years and they took this whole skywalker saga nonsense where they're deciding to end it a story that they didn't start they completely mismanaged and then later on said that oh yeah we're gonna end it now and it's gonna be great we're gonna do end game part two and it just didn't work and, and you know it comes back to just realizing that they just didn't think things through and they were using the 
outside media as a crutch or even just doing like the bare minimum star wars is a fairy tale in space that is the one of the easiest things for you to just come up with shit out of thin air and then run with it you don't have to overcomplicate it for it to make sense i mean look or for it to, to just work i mean look at the mandalorian in one episode people were invested in a bunch of characters that <laughs> frankly half of them died <laughs> For me, Star Wars is at its best when it's serialized, and that's why I feel the TV shows have better payoffs when they do callbacks and when they do fan service, because they have time to build up to those moments properly and that they can earn them. Because um, like a lot of stuff in Rise of Skywalker didn't feel earned. Endgame, I felt, was the only thing that really earned a lot of the, the, the callbacks and fan service that it did, because it took the time to actually plot those out along the way, and it had a 20, 21 film buildup before it as opposed to two films and then trying to shoehorn the other six after the fact but yeah that's that's it for me i mean i also enjoyed watchmen i think it should end where it started but you know if 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 they decide to go with another route i'll at least check it out like jose said i'm excited for the tv shows especially since clone wars is finally back so i'm excited for clone wars because you know y'all know silka tano is my favorite silka tano is my favorite and i'm happy to finally see her lead the siege of Mandalore. but yeah excited for that want to see what they do with obi-wan i'm not super excited for the cassian andor show i might check it out but i i I didn't exactly about that show wow so did they all right chris it's your turn all right so one of my hot takes i have three for this episode uh one of my hot takes is that dave filoni should be the person running all of lucasfilm because the animated series have been outpacing the films for a while there especially rebels rebels is really good like rebels ends really well and he is apparently the supervising producer for the last season and i like that last season they close up that story very well and they even leave enough threads that you aren't overwhelmed but like you enjoy yourself so i honestly think that they should let him run it and if they ever want to do another like trilogy series they should have consulted him as like a showrunner type as the kevin feige figure really yeah it's the kevin feige my next hot take isn't that much of a hot take but it's something that i clearly have hinted to in the past joss whedon is grossly overrated yes yes like grossly Woo! overrated like buffy is like genius but uh Firefly <laughs> Thank you. honestly when you get into it thank you there's a reason why he is not doing the batgirl movie and that's probably very yeah. well thought out the first Avengers movie that he did isn't actually that good. Avengers Age of Trash. A movie. It's it's a movie. It exists. He co-wrote the script for Justice League, so that's his own damn fault. And my final hot take is that I think the streaming wars are going to blow up in everybody's faces because there's too many streaming platforms. This entire infrastructure is either going to collapse or it's just going to maintain. Yeah. And I think the first thing to go down is yeah. Netflix. Not because it was like the first thing out there, but because fundamentally its entire product is streaming at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree, Chris. Because I, and like I, with the other streaming shows coming out, like in other platforms, a lot of those were on Netflix before, and now they're being taken out. So Netflix is losing a lot of that old content that they yeah. used to have before. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. The streaming services are just the new cable now. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. And that's my hot take. Well, where can we find everyone? You can find me at A-D-W-A-U-S-T-I-N on Twitter. On Instagram, you can find me at A-H-A-L-L-3234. Where can the people find you, Jose? People can find me on Twitter at S-H-1-T-J-A-Y-L-O-W-S-A-Y-S. And on Instagram at J-D-L-A-92. 
Chris? If you want to find me on social media, it's at CWLKR20 on Instagram and Twitter. Brandon? People can find me on Twitter at B-C-K-E-S-S-O and on Instagram at L-D Chocolate. All right. Well, our episode is over. And before we go, I just want to say to all of you, may the force be with you. (laughs) May the force be with you. God bless Carrie Fisher. May the force be with you all. Hey everyone, this is Chris with the Fact Check for today's episode, which was recorded in late December. Ray's father is technically a Palpatine clone, so does Palpatine fuck? Guess we're gonna have to wait for a book to drop to find out. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I am not one to judge. Billy D. Williams' first appearance in the Star Wars is in Empire Strikes Back, comes back in Return of the Jedi, and then in The Rise of Skywalker. That's for live action in terms of cartoons. He is in Star Wars Rebels, but nothing else. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And that's our show. Nerdcraft Nation is a partner of the Pub Square, is hosted by Austin Hall, Jose Lopez, Brandon Kessley, and Chris Walker. Our theme music was composed by Daniel Ferris. If you'd like to keep up with the show, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdcraft Nation. Like us on Facebook, or subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Be sure to leave a review if you can. If you would like to send us a voice message, please check out our show notes for a link to our voicemail inbox.